Welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking back up a new morning mercy, so Tori's going to take it from here. Yes, y'all. Let's do it. Today's devotional says this. God is not satisfied with you being a witness to his work of grace. He's called you to be an instrument of that grace to others. The position God has chosen for us in the work of his kingdom is an amazing thing. All of his children have a mind-boggling calling. Sadly, many of them don't understand their position. And because they don't, they are quite comfortable being consumers and quite timid when it comes to being instruments. Mm. So many people who attend evangelical churches on Sunday have little life commitment to the work of those churches. Most pastors would be thrilled if the vast majority of their people were every Sunday attenders and committed to financially supporting the work of the churches. But all this sadly falls far below God's wise design for his church. Think about it. You will simply never be able to hire enough professional ministry people to cover all the ministry needs in a given week, no matter what size your church is. It is no wonder people reach outside the body of Christ for help. It is no wonder problems are left to grow until they reach intense levels of complication. All God's children have been called to the same position. We all have been called to be his ambassadors. Remember, the only thing an ambassador does is represent. Mm. God's plan is to make his invisible presence and his invisible grace visible through his people who incarnate his presence and carry that grace to others. That's God's call to every one of his children. There are to be no self-satisfied recipients, no consumers. The body of Christ is designed by God to be an organic, constantly ministering community. If the church is ever going to be this, then God's people need three things. First, we need vision. We need to be reminded again and again of our place in the work of the Redeemer. Next, we need commitment. We need to be encouraged to make specific and concrete decisions to better position ourselves for the work to which God has called us. Last, we need training. We need to understand what it really looks like to represent the grace of the Redeemer in the lives of the people whom he puts in our paths. We need to be trained not to see those relationships as belonging to us for our happiness, but rather as workrooms in which the Lord can do his transforming work of grace. What an amazing way to live. We have been chosen by God to be a part of the most important work of the universe. We have been chosen to carry the life-changing message of the grace of the Savior King with us wherever we go. And we have been given the same grace to enable us to be the ambassadors that we have been chosen to be. Wow. Anyone else feel that or is it just me? (laughs) (laughs) So good. The the thing that um that really hit me, this analogy, I don't know if it'll fit well, but I started thinking of like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or all this stuff where we pay for like this monthly subscription and we get like a product or a service in return. And I feel like so many of us do that with the church. Mm-hmm. So many of us is like, well, wait, like the worship wasn't what I wanted it to be, or the teaching 
wasn't what I wanted it to be. Or wait, like how come there's not more Hallmark type movies on Netflix? Or wait, there needs to be more kids shows on Netflix. Or wait, now there's a price increase. Like it's like this kind of use and abuse relationship mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I'm, well, I'm paying my subscription fee. Now give me what I want. Give me better actors. Give me better shows. Give me yeah. something more. Mm-hmm. And it's like such a, I don't want to sound too aggressive, but it's like such a really not, it's not a nice relationship, right? And I feel like we can do that with so many things, including the church, where our relationship is how can we benefit from this? Self-seeking. Not how can we benefit this? right. And this devotional really reminded me of the need to like, man, I really thought about it. It's like, you know, some of these churches have thousands and thousands of people. Even if they don't, imagine 50 people, 30 people, 100 people, whatever it may be. Imagine if every member of the body was active in that church in some way, shape, or form. Where do they get training to counsel people who need counseling? Whether they're helping set up or helping tear down or helping with children's ministries, but not just like the same 50 volunteers you always see, but like everyone in their own unique talent that God gave them and meeting the needs of that community outside of Sunday. Yeah. And it, to me, it really just got me excited to see how powerful that would be because yeah. you, you tend to see it right around maybe Easter time or Christmas time. You see churches gearing up, right? Where they're calling on volunteers. We need yeah. all this. We're trying to make this huge, all this stuff. But imagine that were happening yeah. every weekend mm-hmm. where there's such an involvement where it's almost like you feel like you're a part of a home yeah. and you want to play a role in making sure that home runs well. We all yeah. have different chores in our house mm-hmm. to help the home run well um, and and thrive and help the, the people in it thrive. And so, yeah, this was like a, a great reminder, I think, for us all to not just look at church for some use and abuse mentality of like, oh, well, the pastor said this, so I'm not in it. It's like rather like, let me go communicate my feelings. Let me like, let's let's come to a good understanding of this. Like, let's not like just judge the church so harshly for what it's not doing for us. Yeah. But let's see how we can help the church in areas where it needs help. Yeah, that's so good. But I also just feel like we've been trained to be consumers. Yeah. Like literally since we were probably kids, it's like we're trained, at least in America, I can't speak for other countries, but we're trained to be consumers. How does this serve me? Here's my money. Give me my happy meal, right? Like it's, it's a consumer society. And then it's so easy for that same view to bleed into our spirituality and even our relationship with God. Like here, God, I'm doing all the right things. Now, what are you going to do for me? And it's like, (laughs) man, that's so skewed. It's so skewed because we're not looking at the redeemer for what all he's done for us that we could never pay for. We could never earn. There's nothing we could ever do to exchange what he has already done for us. And yet we look at him like, what are you going to do genie in the bottle? And it's like, y'all he's already done everything. He's secured eternity with him for us. (laughs) Y'all know I'm pregnant now. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. I might have Jared put that in there (laughs) twice. So you're just going to rehear the same thing. Wow. That was really powerful. Praise God um, for that eye-opening moment of realizing that we can say, God, well, look what I've done for you. Mm -hmm. Now, it's your turn to hold up the end of the bargain. But we forget the scripture says that we love him because he first loved us. God always initiates with us. It's not us initiating, say, now it's your turn. It's everything we do. Is in a response. Is a response. To what he's already done. To what he's done. Amen. Yeah. 
I got oh, goosebumps good. right now. <laughs> you so wish you could have seen my reactions. I didn't want to distract you, but <laughs> I was like, let's party over here. You want to pray something out? I do. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you and we ask for forgiveness. Lord, we're so sorry for all the times that we come to you just to be self-serving, self-seeking, put on this religious front to make us feel like we're better Christians so that maybe we deserve the blessings that you bestow on us so freely father we thank you for your transforming work of grace we thank you for Jesus we thank you for the sacrifice you made the price that you bought us for father I pray that our lives would be a response to what you have already done. Everything that we do, every good work, every time we serve, every time we pray, it is in response to what you have already done. And it's already enough. It's already more than enough, Father. So we just thank you. We come to you in gratitude. We come to you in worship, Father, because you are so deserving of our praise. So, Father, we just pray that you would help us release this mindset, Father, and that you would give us your heart, Father, that you would shape us and mold us to look, to act, and to think more and more like you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When now's that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Adios. Adios.